Hello, collective listeners. Uh, I got a text a couple weeks ago uh, from Damien de Santiago, who we had on a while back on the uh, podcast. And he said, man, if you're looking for guests, I have a fantastic one for you. Uh, his name is Justin Irwin. He's working with the Windy City Bulls, G League affiliate of the uh, Chicago Bulls with the NBA. And man, did he deliver. I mean, it was a fantastic episode. I, I really loved uh, talking with him and his philosophy on things. And, uh, you know, he's the type of dude, like, we'll get into it, obviously, in the episode, but, you know, moved from Oklahoma to Los Angeles on a whim just to make sure that he can uh, jumpstart his career in strength and conditioning. So it was a really fun conversation for me. I think everybody will uh, really enjoy and, and uh, enjoy the learning from this episode as well. So, uh, as always, thank you for listening, and I hope you love it. What's going on, collective listeners? On today's episode, we have Justin Irwin, head strength coach of the Windy City Bulls. Justin, thank you so much for coming on. Man, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Oh, absolutely, man. I, I, I'm really excited. And what's really cool is, you know, we've had two previous guests on, uh, Damian De Santiago and then John Bloom. You guys both, uh, all three of y'all worked at uh, Weber State before, so I'm excited to get into all that, man. Uh, and, and it should be good. So can you just give me a brief breakdown of your history and strength and conditioning and then uh, what brought you to your current position? Yeah, of course. I'd love to. So I guess we can start it off by saying I really didn't. I grew up not really caring about the weight room. I love basketball. I love football, baseball, just sports. Um, little dude, you know, didn't really care about the weight room. Like I said, just playing sports was what I wanted to do. Uh, got to high school, really got into jumping. So, you know, I got really interested in dunking a basketball. So uh, that's where I found the weight room. That's where I kind of found plyometric training. So that's really where I found um, the love for what I do now and kind of seeing what the weight room can do for you, you know, any like any other strength coach kind of talking about, you know, their journey and how they found the weight room and helped them because they weren't very good at sports. Yeah, same same here, except uh, I just wanted to do it to dunk a basketball, you know, being 5'8", like that was super cool to me, super cool to other people. Uh, so that's kind of where my uh, love for this started. Um, you know, I didn't really know it was kind of a – didn't really know this was a job so i'm in undergrad a year year and a half in and man i'm trying to do things like i'm trying to be an accountant i've changed my major about six times pharmacy construction science like nothing i'm passionate about i was trying to do you know my buddies were doing it like i'm in college like oh you guys are being accountants i'll just be an accountant <laughs> you know um so and to be honest, didn't do well in school because not that I wasn't very intelligent, but I just didn't care. Like, I wasn't passionate about it. So ended up transferring to my alma mater, University of Central Oklahoma. I do exercise science with nothing in mind. I'm just like, hey, I like sports. I like training, so let's do it. Um, move more towards physical therapy. Um, coincidentally, I roll my ankle playing pickup basketball, so I went to physical therapy just kind of you know, just to see what it was like. Uh, my ankle was fine, but I just wanted to kind of see. Uh, my mom didn't like that because I was a high bill just to see that I didn't want to be a physical therapist. <laughs> Tough little uh, copay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could have just it, volunteer intern, but, you know, I took the hard way. Uh, yeah, so I do that. First day I walk out, man, I'm like, nah, that's not, that's not me. That's not very exciting. I can't see myself being in there for a whole day. 
Um, so I'm bummed about that because, again, I might be changing my major. Like, I have no clue what I'm doing again. But um, luckily enough, I was taking this um, exercise science class, and they did, like, a site visit. And one of my uh, students in the class, he went to an athletic performance center in OKC. And, dude, right then and there, I was like, there it is. Like, something in my brain was like, that's it. Like, I had no clue that was a thing, but now it is. So I went and joined that gym, trained there, started interning there, um, fell in love with it. Uh, they posted a Instagram repost of a private gym hiring interns. And I'm geeked about this field. Like, I'm like, I'm in. Like, I'll do it. I apply. I reach out to who is the owner, Tim Karen. Hey, I would love to intern for you. He gets back with me. And I hate telling the story because it's kind of like lack of attention to detail. I didn't know where it was at. Mm. So I go and check. This place is in Los Angeles, California. And I'm like, I never moved out of the state. Like, I've always lived home. I'm like, all right, here we go. So the next summer, I move out there. And that's really, really where it started, man. Like, working with Tim, I had no clue what hypertrophy was. And this guy is having me read anatomy trains. So I'm just thrown off. Like, I have no clue what's going on, but I love it, right? Um, and that really set the tone. And, you know, from there, I go back home. I'm still an undergrad. I go work as much as I can because I know, like, hey, I got more internships coming up. Like, I love this, and it's going to be unpaid. So then I go to North Texas. That's where I found sports, like, being in sports. And that's where I'm really like, yo, this is it for me, right? Um, then after that back home work one more time then I go to University of Florida COVID happens after COVID I get a graduate assistant position at Tusculum University which was a cool position because I was the head of men's basketball uh, performance so that was cool just right out of the gate like I'm the head guy um, and then after a year of that I moved up kind of was the head of the whole school and then a year of that, I moved on to Weaver. We, a year and a half of that, and I moved on to where I'm at now with the Windy City Bulls. Uh, so that's kind of like the long-winded answer, man. Uh, yeah, that's the journey. Dude, that's quite that's quite the journey right there, man. I love it. I feel like I ran out of breaths, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> now, what I love about this, right, is it's like almost like the litmus test for strength coaches, right? It's like, are you willing to move? across the country for this, you know, because you're probably going to have to do it a couple of different times, especially if you're in collegiate athletics, right. Um, or professional athletics. Like, you know, like I remember making that decision, I was up in Philly and moving to Tennessee, you know, everybody was like, what are you going to do there? Like, you know, I went down, I think it was, my, I took my best friend, we went down and, and spent like one night in Knoxville and I was like, all right, I could do this for two years, you know, like, and then we just enjoyed it. Like, dude, that's awesome though. I mean, it, the attention to detail, part is tough right but at the same time like whatever it got you a great experience and it seemed like it was meant to be yeah man that's how i see it too exactly that's awesome well you know first of all I, I, tim karen's it's funny you bring him up right because he just followed me on instagram this morning and i was geeked up <laughs> i saw it i was yes, like tim karen man yes. uh, love the strength deficit and everything so uh, yeah man he'll uh he'll he'll message me and i'm still like oh shoot like, it's like, like i have you know i'm always talking to him i still have that same feeling dude that's awesome well how was that experience working for him dude it was uh so the first week 
I was there. He does. He used to. He still kind of does it. He does muscle mentorship. It's a week of just all-out training and a lot of educational stuff. Like, it's hands-on educational. So I'm an intern. I have no clue what to do. I barely know how to spot someone, you know, on a bench. Um, and it's just chaos. Like, he's just yelling. It's all crazy. And I'm pretty, you know, monotone, just chill. And I'm just like, what did I get myself into? And uh, so a week of that goes by, and it kind of, like, settles down. And we kind of get into, you know, allegiant for what it was. And, dude, that experience was just something. Like, it was constant uncomfortableness just because I knew there was so much that I had to learn in such a short amount of time like the great thing about Tim and his internship program is he really just throws you in the fire like you randomly he might be like hey you got warm up today he doesn't say are you ready for it? he doesn't say hey you've been working on it like nah it's just like hey you got it today and it'll be like five minutes before so you're just like oh shoot like here we go like and luckily I had some other interns that were before me that kind of gave me a heads up like hey just stay ready because he's gonna throw something at you so but yeah man and that really looking back now and it's really set the tone for my career like um just him continuing to push education like always learning you're always got to get better like there's so much out there and like you can't get comfortable with what you know now um, so that really set the foundation and you know i owe a lot to that guy and big reason I'm here is because I am. So, yeah. No, I, I love it. And, you know, I really agree with that philosophy for how to mentor your interns, right? And, like, generating failure. You know, like, yeah, it's nice to have another intern kind of <laughs> say, hey, you should probably know this warm-up because at some point you're going to have to do it, right? But, yeah. I mean, th that's how I learned. And I felt like that made me so much better of a strength coach because I learned that I'm going to fail a lot early on. You know, like, and, and it is what it is. Like, you got to step up and move on to the next day. You got to move on to the next lift even because it can't affect the rest of your day. So I, I really love that aspect of mentorship. Yeah, no, great point. And it's funny because during that time, he uh, had me demonstrate a kettlebell get up. And that was one of those things I wasn't prepared for. So I'm just laying there and he's just like, all right, go. And I'm like, I'm kind of like whispering to him, like, what's the next part? Like, <laughs> so I don't look, you know, and he just starts guiding me through it. And I'm like, after I was just like, so embarrassed. I was like, went home the next day. I like I had done a thousand that night, yep. just ready for it. So yeah, just failure, man. Like that's the best way to learn in my opinion. It's, it, dude, it just cracks me up. Like, cause it just reminds me of at Tennessee. I had to demonstrate a kettlebell swing. You know, I was, I'm like a power lifter, you know, like I, I'm on like squat bench and dead. Like that's exactly what I live by. And, um, you know, we're doing kettlebell swings and I'm like, all right, like I, I, I go through it. I'm like 90% correct on everything. I'm like, it's more of a hip hinge arms are the guide, you know, like it, it's exploding through the hips, you know, like I can see like my mentor in the back and he's like, yeah, it's good. You know, like it's good. And at the end I'm like, and then you come up on your toes to finish the swing. And he's like, you know, like shakes his head. He's like, damn it, man. Like you were right there. <laughs> like, you just couldn't take it across the goal line. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, <laughs> that is funny. Dude, that's awesome. And then it, one more thing too that I love about that is the, what they call it, the muscle mentorship. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's awesome because that, that, that brings me back to my first kind of uh, couple workouts. Like I remember like almost throwing up from an arm pump, you know, <laughs> and like, but it just made you better, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, man, just in, in the fire. Was it just like crazy workouts or it was you doing the workouts or did you have to coach somebody else through it? Yeah, no, it was us, man. So how it is is shameless plug for Tim. I want I want some something out of this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a little, but, little uh, stipend or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
so what it is is AM session. You do like a, you'll do it. It's maybe it's leg focused. Um, you do a workout really tough. Okay, so leg workout in the morning. Mid lunch, we do like a kind of educational seminar, which is worth the money in itself. Like my legs were hurting, but then my brain started hurting. It was like so much knowledge. And then after that, you do another leg session. So it's a week of two a day training with educational in between. And man, it's just like, it's grueling. The training's grueling. The education is worth, like I said, worth itself, but it's just a full week of just growing physically and metaphorically. So, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, but it sets the tone, right? I mean, it's like, this is exactly what you're going to be doing, not only over this next week, but over the next like months. Yeah, no, it, it's, it does set the tone. And so, yeah. you know, one other thing I'm curious about too, is like, how did you handle moving to like such a big city like Los Angeles? You know, like, I mean, especially being from Oklahoma, not to say it's like a small like time deal. Right. But at the same time, like it's a completely different lifestyle, different politics, different culture and everything. And I mean, you're out there on your own making intern money. Like, how did you handle that? Man, uh, I was blessed with some really great parents, first and foremost. You know, they really helped me with uh, the rent, which, as you know, in California is crazy, ridiculous. Right. Um, and, I, you know, being an unpaid intern, like you just had I knew that I was going to be unpaid. So I worked my butt off up until, you know, I left. So I knew I got the internship in October. I didn't head out until May. So from October to May, like I was working as much as I can, saving up as much as I can, um, just being ready to move out there. Uh, so, yeah, my parents and then saving up some money. And then it was funny because I lived in this little, uh, I guess, in California, this is normal. Like there's houses in the backyard of people's houses. Yep. So I'm like walking through this gate like, what is this? <laughs> and there's this, this mini house back there. And like, I'm like, I don't need much. I'm just like, all right, here we go. Like, let's go. But for the price, like you think I was staying in a mansion. But, absolutely <laughs> yeah but that's california for you man but yeah um once that internship was up i had you know i did have to get back home because my funds were yeah they've reached their limit <laughs> um so yeah just kind of just figuring it out and having really great parents dude i love i really appreciate your honesty about that though right like you know and i think that's such an important point within strength and conditioning we talk about how to make the profession more available to other strength coaches and it's like man like it's exactly the same for me like i had to pay my rent but also i had time to like work a job i had a car that was gifted to me by my parents so that i could drive for uber and lyft and things like that you know like and i think that's an important topic that a lot of people kind of like to kind of just say like yeah man i grinded through it you know and it's like not really you know because like you did have support on a lot of areas you know there's a lot of coaches who did make it through without that support but at the same time like i, I wouldn't be here unless i had that support from my parents as well yeah man give your parents their flowers like exactly you know, like it, it's it's still cool the grind's still cool even though your parents you know helped you along the way like it's part of it a hundred percent. Like it's, it's not like you didn't work those like 16 hour days or whatever, but at the same time, like you were able to do that because you had the access from your parents because your parents helped you out. I mean, it, it's a, such a big point to me. I don't know. Exactly, man. I don't know about you, like, but shoot my family, like I had no ties to strength and conditioning. So it's not, you know, the family wasn't like, Hey, get, do this, do that. It's just like, Hey, how can we help you? Like, we yeah. don't know how, but what do you need like from us to help you? And we'll give you what we have, like what we can. So. Dude, it's so funny you bring that up. So my mom is a, she's a doctor of nursing. 
Okay. Mm. My dad uh, is an English doctor and then my sister's a professor at uh, University <laughs> of Rochester. So I, I have like the opposite ties to strength and conditioning. Like what, you know, like when I told my mom I was going to be a strength coach, she cried. Like she legitimately, she was like, you're <laughs> like, you're wait, you're throwing your life away. Like, I don't know what to tell you about this. Like, you, you, <laughs> like I can, you're a disgrace to the family. Like, and still to this day, she's like, are you getting your doctorate yet? And I'm like, no, like I'm good. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 so yeah. direct opposite, but still, they still supported me at the end of the day. Yeah. My parents were kind of like, they were definitely supportive because they knew like I struggled finding my way. Like, what do I wanted to do? So they're finally like, all right, you picked a major, like, please just stay with it. <laughs> and so they're just like, but they were always like, Hey, you know, I'm an intern. They come from, you know, working, like they don't really understand the whole working for free. And, you know, I'm on my third internship of working for free. And they might say like, Hey, you ever thought of plan B? And like, I shut that down quickly. It's like, Hey, this is part of it. Like, it's just I, just a little more help. Like, I got, please just trust me. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting piece, too, that I don't think a lot of people really bring up. Is this, Like, this working for free thing is not like a, it's not a universal experience for uh, other careers. So when you're doing that, people are going to look at you a little bit crazy. You know, I mean, especially like you said, you're on your third internship, not getting paid any money. Like, they're going to think you're nuts a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. I mean, so yeah, stick with it. we were going through, I mean, I, I remember getting my first paycheck from Tennessee and it was like $700 and I was like, man, I made it. And I was like, I, I'm here. Like, you know, like there's no, nowhere but up. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. You say I have my first check framed. There you go. <laughs> my first check. Like, that's awesome. It was the coolest moment. I was like, I'm getting paid for this now. Like, let's go. And not, and not in core powers, you know, that you exactly. have to chug in between groups, you know, or life the is good, man. That they didn't want like, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I can't oh. tell you how many of those at the University of Florida I drank. Like, oh, you guys don't want it? Sweet. Yeah, no, fantastic. I feel like this is a universal experience. Like all the leftover Cadoba chips <laughs> after every after, after every team meeting and stuff, man. Oh. I would go home. I, I would live off of like just pure <laughs> chips for probably the next two days. Dude, yes. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm interested too in kind of your growth in the field um, and, and what you spoke about earlier. Like, you know, and it's interesting. A lot of times you do kind of hear about guys like talking about, well, I had a strength coach I really, who inspired me or I really like the lifting aspect. You know, not as much do you really hear people talk about, I just like the jumping piece. You know, how, how did you kind of uh, start with the jumping and then how did you start incorporate lifting into that as well? Yeah. So, you know, like my backstory, I just was just doing plyometrics, man, like jumping every day. Um, didn't really care. You know, weight room was cool. I would do what I knew, squats here and there, but was always doing a box jump with the squat. Like I was always jumping, low goal dunking. I grew up loving doing that. Um, and it wasn't really until like junior year when I was like, all right, like I'm too small. Like I got to like get bigger. So I started finding out okay, there's another piece to training and it's the weight room plus nutrition. Like I can't just keep lifting three by eight on this squat and then jumping boxes for the rest of the time. Like I've got to figure something else out and kind of then kind of got into, oh man, like I'm starting to put on some muscle. Like I kind of like not bodybuilding, like I'll never like get up on the stage and by any means, but I started like, okay, I can build muscle. And then I started seeing, okay, because I had the power and then I did the muscle and it's kind of put it together. It's like, oh, like I can look cool, look big and jacked and still be athletic. Like, dude, I'm hooked. And so personally, like that's where I kind of like fell into that journey of, for myself. And then 
you know, as I got into the college sector, it's like you hear, and you know, it's kind of the same, like bigger, faster, stronger is a thing. But coming from where I did with Tim, like I knew like at the expense, you couldn't just get bigger to get bigger. Like I'm not the guy, I can still say that now to just push peanut butter and jelly and milk, you know, like, oh, that's an easy way to gain weight. But that's just not me. Like I want to do it the right way. Like body composition is a huge thing for me as well. Um, and you know, that's, it's tough because you want to do it right. And that's the harder way to do it. But, you know, in my career so far, like, I think I've been able to do a good job of that with not having much, you know, being at a D2, um, and then a kind of a mid major, you don't have all the resources. So your beliefs and philosophies are really tested because you might not have access to supplementation. Like at Tusculum, I had to go buy the fruit with my money. Like we didn't have the money to make smoothies. They get, they let me get um, protein, but you know, I wasn't just going to do water and protein. So each day I would go stop by the grocery store and, you know, get strawberries and bananas and make smoothies after practice because, you know, at the end of the day, like that helps them. And it also helps you. Like you're able to get more out of your guys if they're, you know, as you know, more fueled, you know, you're trying to put on muscle, but, they don't have many resources like you got to find it so um that was kind of a long-winded answer it kind of got all over the place Uh, but yeah no all good I mean I appreciate it you know like I guess that's something that I'm struggling with a little bit too in my situation you know in in from a standpoint of like there's some guys and people I've worked with in the past who uh, just can't gain weight. You know, like those are the people I feed the peanut butter and milk to. Cause I'm like, yeah. you, you just need to like, you yeah. need anything at this point. Like, and you, you're staying the same no matter what. Uh, but then a hundred percent of the time I watch them eat and I'm like, Oh, you just, you think you're eating or you're eating so slow that like, you know, it would take you an hour and a half to eat an actual <laughs> meal that would make you gain weight. Um, uh, you know, but then there's other guys who, uh, I feel like you put on weight pretty easily. Uh, but then at the same time, like, I don't want it to be, uh, bad weight, you know, and so for those coaches who are kind of lacking those resources, what are some tips or what are some things that you did to uh, try to make sure they were getting that quality nutrition, putting on quality weight? Yeah, so I think first and foremost is really like being in their ear about how they need to be eating. Like everywhere I've been, like I have just went after dudes and just like saying like you need to eat. It's every day, like it's a for before I say hi and. Obviously, I've established that relationship with them. Like, it's not like I'm just trying to ask something out of them. Like, that's the first and foremost, most important for me is like the relationship and buy in. But like, I wasn't afraid to be like, hey, what'd you eat today? We eating today, you know, just going at them, questioning them, just so it's always on their mind. Like, it's my favorite part is when an athlete's like, yeah, I was about to eat this food, but then I remembered that you wouldn't like that. So I didn't. I'm like, Everything I've been doing is perfect. Like now I'm in your ear at all times. Like this is what I've been trying to get at. Um, but things that I've kind of taken into my control. So at Weber State, um, especially in the summer, for five months straight, I would wake up 6, 7 a.m. and cook breakfast for those guys that needed to gain weight. And, you know, that's not in the job description. It's not – I don't get paid for it. But like, like I said, like it helps your athletes, which will help you in the end of the day. So – you know, I would wake up, make them like six eggs, some bacon or make a protein shake and just kind of getting them in some calories. But also that's the time where I can say like, okay, we can do a quality food. Like I can get them 
grass-fed butter, something that they're really not getting on their own or they don't care about. Like, I can sneak that in. I can do some pasture-raised eggs. Like, you know, they're not buying those, so why not, you know, get it for them? And then the supplementation, like, it's a perfect time to get that in because they're not going to do it. So that was a big thing for me was making the breakfast because, you know, just setting the tone for them and showing them that, like, hey, I really believe in this. Like, I'm waking up to cook and uh, you know, I don't like cooking for myself. So it's just like, you know, and just doing that and just pushing, you know, making it as easy as possible for them, like having a shake ready for them instead of having to come get it. Like, hey, here it is. Go ahead. Having snacks available when they walk out of the locker room, just pushing a lot of food as easy as possible for them is something that I found, you know, works well for those guys that do need to gain weight. And they know, like, they need to gain weight. Like, it's not like they're like, why, why am I doing this? It's just like, they would come to me like, I'm trying. And whenever I know they're trying, then it's like, okay, like, let me help. Like, I got you. Like, here's some more things to do. So, and usually then, like, it, it works. No, absolutely. And I mean, I, that's like the biggest thing I tell our recruits when they come in is like, man, I'm not going to, I'm not going to baby you, but at the same time, like I am going to give you the tools, you know, like I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to find you at your class and be like, Oh, here's your cliff bar, you know, like yeah. stuff like that. But I am going to make sure that you have access to that type of stuff. So, I mean, cause I think it's only fair as, as, as strength coaches, we're asking you to do something that's pretty, like it's, it's difficult, man. Like mm-hmm. I think gaining weight is harder than losing weight, especially for guys <laughs> yeah. who really like struggle with gaining weight. I mean, it, it's a, it's a con- constant 24 seven job, you know, and I think it's harder to add in things, especially, I mean, our guys who are full all the time, you know, like those are the guys that talk about like, they're, you know, they're like, man, I've been eating so much food <laughs> and I'm like, I look at it and I'm like, all right, you ate like uh, four ounces of chicken, some broccoli and like a cup of mashed potatoes. He's like, I, I can't eat for the next four hours. I'm like, yeah, this is, it's going to be a tough one, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. You know, if we're asking them to do these things, we're telling them like, you know, this is going to be a struggle. I think it's only right that we give them the resources to actually do that. Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, especially being, you know, in the college sector, like from eight to one, like they're in class, like they jump in class to class, like, and you know, these, they're not meal prepping. Like it's, I struggle with people that are just like, oh, just start meal prepping. Like, that's a hard thing to do. Like, I don't even meal prep. Like, I, you know, I don't enjoy cooking. Like, these guys, the last thing they're thinking of is like, let me make food for the week. Like, so yeah, you just kind of, like you said, just making it easy on them, but not babying them, like giving them the resources. And if they don't want to do it, then it will show. Like, that's the great thing about weight loss and weight gain. It's like the work literally shows. Like, if you're not eating enough, I know, like, it's, you're not gaining any weight. You can say, like, I'm eating this, but like, you're not like the science is like i know like this is a fact you are not eating enough and i don't even have to be around you all day so I love, it's just like i love the metabolism man they're like dude my metabolism just crazy and i'm like all right i'm, I'm maybe you know but uh every every college athlete says i mean they're constantly burning calories like you know i love that and then they're not gaining weight it's like i, I know for a fact like it's it's quite simple it's you know energy in energy out <laughs> it's it's just very simple yeah you're not getting around it you're, you're not different like yeah so yeah, yeah. i mean seriously i struggle with that too i've met one athlete who has a thyroid problem 
in my career. You know, I mean, outside of that, like everybody else, I'm like, no, nah, I think we can, I think we can find a way to work around this here, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I love the weight loss guys conversations though. You know, like you said, the weight gain guys know they need to gain weight. The weight mm. loss guys, not so much. They are mm. every single mm. time, man, they're, they're miserable. I mean, and if you think about it too, like you're also in a calorie deficit, like you're going to be more fatigued mentally. Mm. You're not going to be as just prepared for each day. Like and, uh, it's just so funny to me. Cause we're always like, man, I'm going to lose my strength. I'm like, I'm, I'm asking you to lose five pounds and you know if we do it right it's going to be like at least four pounds of fat you know yeah. like it, it, yeah. you're just going to feel way better and be in much better shape you know and then it's like that thing for a second it's like yeah but what about my strength yeah. <laughs> i'm like bro come on <laughs> yeah exactly man that those are the tougher ones because you want to like especially in college like when you're getting after say like a preseason you need a guy to lean out it's like more we're just adding more work on top of what he's doing that's got to be the way because like we don't want to just cut you know calories too low like then now they're just undernourished like it so it's a hard that's a tough balance those are the guys that i you know have more empathy for and i'm like all right like we gotta figure this out but the weight gain guys shut up eat this like just I, like yeah i know a little bit of me man like because I'm, I'm a weight loss guy i have been okay. my entire yeah. life i was a wrestler you know like and a little bit of me is like man like how much would i love it if somebody was like you can eat whatever you want and you need to eat as much possible of it i would i would be in heaven i mean mm-hmm. i would lose my mind so yeah and i'm the opposite so i was like at allegiant i gained like 15 pounds like first day like tim's like you need to gain weight and i'm like <laughs> uh all right so like yeah, I would have rather been the other. Like I'm like, it's eight o'clock at night. And I need a thousand calories to go. I'm like, how do I do this, man? <laughs> I think we call that grass is always greener on the other side. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So uh, at Tuscaloosa, you said you were a GA, correct? Yes. And then and then uh, eventually progressed into the head strength coach. How mm-hmm. was that transition for you? Like, what was that experience like? Man, that was kind of a roller coaster in itself um like i said i joined tusculum as a ga but was the head guy for strength conditioning so i was compensated as a ga but my job title was head strength conditioning of the basketball team um, loved that loved who i was working with loved the players we were really good um, a lot of the returners came back um so i was like you know what? i want to come back and my ga position was only a year long so it was like okay, do I come back and like be an intern and, you know, be in a lower budget school? Like there wasn't really much money for me to just be the head of basketball. Uh, The head job opened up, the AD, assistant AD, the head coach of basketball was like, hey, you should take that. Like they were pushing for me to get it. And I'm like, and because me, I love basketball, man. Like I want to just be solely focused on it. So I was just like, nah, like I don't want to do all the other stuff that's going to take away from basketball because that's the football team. Like, that's a monster in itself. You know, I'm taking on other sports. I got to deal with GAs and scheduling. I was just like, no, thank you. Like, so I pulled my name from that and was just like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to come back and be a volunteer because, I, you know, I really liked it that much. Um, and then I, you know, got the thing and like, you know what? Like, they couldn't – there was no one to replace – the head job so they were like will you be an interim and I was just like you know I kind of saw the writing in the stars I was like 
I know how this is going to go. Like, <laughs> interim for how long? Like, you know what? Just I'll just take the job. I'll figure it out. You know, they had been so great to me. I was just like, all right, like, I'll do it for you guys. Um, so a year of that, it was cool, like, just getting experience that I hadn't had, um, not in regards to programming or anything like that, but just having a staff, scheduling, working with coaches that I didn't work with on a daily basis. So, you know, for, like, scheduling, you know, things like GAs and stuff like that was really good experience. And so that was, a, like I said, good for me, good for the resume. Um, didn't, wasn't what I wanted, you know, cause I did, I was getting taken away from basketball. I wasn't able to be around the staff, um, as much as I would like to, I had other things, obligations. So a year of that. And I was like, you know what, I want to get back in to just focusing on basketball. Um, so then I found Weber state, which was a great opportunity of just doing men's and women's basketball. Um, and only that, so had to jump on that. So yeah. Just wanted to, it was a great experience, but just, you know, wanted to get really back into basketball only. No, I, I understand that completely, you know, and even like, dude, even the men's and women's having both is tough, man. Like, you know, like we, uh, it's not even like the hours. I don't really care that much about it. And I mean, like for me, like it's super nice because my fiance is a dietitian here, right? So like we mm. can, I can pop over, have lunch with her. Like, it's not like I'm like, I, don't, I care about being away from home that much. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, man, it's like, I feel like I have two kids really three because i've got women's golf as well like and it's like every day like i have to make the choice between the two you know mm-hmm. and then and then i always like i kind of like this year buck back a little bit you know because like the the men will always like make comments like oh man going over to the women's team and the women are always <laughs> making comments like oh man going over to the men's team and i'm yeah. like i just started saying i was like hey you know like every time i go to the men's they say i like the women's more and every time i go to the women's they say i like the men's more mm-hmm. you know i was like there's there's no winning for me you know mm-hmm. and everybody's everybody always like laughs a little bit and i'm like no but for real there's no there's yeah. no winning you you know, how did you balance that at Weber? Uh, I, I did. So I would just messing with the guys. I would sell them. I would tell the girls just because, you know, I don't want to hurt their feelings. But I loved working with them just as much as the guys. But I would tell the girls, like, yeah, you guys are my favorite. And yeah. I'd tell the guys, like, the girls are my favorite. Because <laughs> they can handle that, right? And at Weber, like, it was kind of more so I was more with the men's, you know. Um, I was with the practice, I was at their games, like, and then I was kind of just training the women, being at their practice when I could. So it was kind of like, I, from what you're saying, like picking and choosing, it was kind of, I felt like in a way, like I was neglecting the girls because I was with the guys so much, right? And just seeing them train and then not being at their game and, you know, kind of them kind of seeing like the dynamics of men's, what the men are getting and yada, yada. It was tough to be like in the middle of that. Um, but I kind of handled it well, you know, just kind of being, giving the girls everything I had and showing them like, Hey, I care about you guys as much as I care about the guys. Like, and so I think that was the best thing in regards to that dynamic. And, so yeah, what it's, about it's you? Tough. How do you think? How do you uh, manage that? Man, I don't know. I think, I, I think the is exactly like what you said. Like right, just like being with that group in that moment. You know, mm-hmm. I think like a, a tough thing that I might face is you know like our, our staff is very big on body transformations. Like we were just talking about. You know, very very big on it. Like and so like if we have guys missing weight, you know, like repeatedly and stuff like that, like it would it would upset me. And I feel like sometimes I carry it over into the women's group. Right. And then like as soon as they did something wrong, like I'm like I'm teed up, you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm like upset, you know. So I think that was a big 
going into year two for me here was like, all right, I need to really focus on uh, making sure I don't carry one group into the other, you know, and vice versa. If something happens with the women, you know, uh, and I have to go into the men's group, like I, I can't really like just take those previous experiences. Um, so I would say kind of trying to like do like slight mental resets before each sessions. Um, I think it has helped me out a lot. Right. And then I, I really don't talk about the other teams with the, with the mm -hmm. teams, you know what I'm saying? Like um, even like in staff meetings, you know, like I never bring up like, Oh, the men do this or the women mm -hmm. do this, you know, like, cause there's no, no need to draw comparisons. It's too, different programs you may be at the mm -hmm. same school but even if coaches are very similar in their philosophies it still ends up being a different program because of the assistance and because of how everybody else operates within it so um try to separate them as much as possible mentally you know i feel like is is what has helped me and you know still i'm still trying to figure it out i would say yeah yeah i love that man yeah well how's the transition been uh for you going into the professional field now going from college it's been it's been different for sure. Um, so I've for the for a while now, I've always wanted to be in the pros. So, you know, I've always really kind of been studying and listening to podcasts of people in the pros. So I kind of got a feel for what it was like in regards to, you know, the logistics and the kind of the dynamics with the athletes. So I'm not wasn't too surprised with how things kind of work in regards to, you know, dealing with athletes. It's more so here. It's like, you're their co you're a colleague like you both are working together and in the college sector you're the coach um so dealing with that dynamic hasn't been too much because you know i think that is kind of like my coaching style too it's even in the college sector is i was obviously the coach like made sure they're doing what they're doing like guiding them in the right direction but also you know i was in the sense lack of better terms i was their friend too like we were around each other so much like being someone that they can enjoy being around was huge for me and it helped you know with buy-in trust and all that and because if you don't have buy-in and trust from your guys like you're not getting the results you want so but in regards to just being in the pros man like I think it's just one thing that's been crazy is just the travel like you know I've been helping out with the Bulls and you don't really know like you see like when you're a fan of a team like you see like oh your favorite team's playing here tonight. The next day they're here. And then a couple of days later, they're back home. Like you just say, oh, home road, home road. Like you don't put too much into it. But when you're in it, like I'm training the guys after a post game and the staff is like, all right, we're headed out to the airport. I'm like, you guys just got here yesterday. Like, yeah, that's how it is. Like, and then they get back and we're another game. Like, so just kind of seeing like being inside of that has been just something that's just like, man, like it's really like that. Like, you know, when you hear about microdosing and all that, like that's the way to go because this travel is that crazy. So it's that's just, like, I mean, that's the, to me, you gotta be the biggest difference, right? Is the amount of travel that you actually have to do, you know? And, and I mean, for the Sun Belt, it's Thursday, Saturday, you know, mm -hmm. you're away from Wednesday to Sunday, but then you get another week where you're back home, you know? So mm -hmm. you always have almost that reset week, like almost every single time. Uh, and that's what cracks me up. Like the college, players would be like, Hey, can we lift after the game and do this? Cause I know like, you know, uh, like, you, you know, I see the sons doing this mm -hmm. stuff after the game and everything. And I'm like, no, like, cause I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'd rather you go to bed instead of us <laughs> training until 11 o'clock because we have other options. But I mean, at your level, it's not really that simple. Like it's, you got to get the lifts in when you can get them in. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Just the college sector, man, too. And like the practice schedules, like, College practices are pretty 
intense. Yeah. And then at this level, it's like the game is the focus and practice is just supplemented in there. The other way around in college, it's like sometimes the practices are way harder than the games. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's just kind of balancing that out has been something that, you know, I've been working on since I got here. I mean, dude, especially if coach is on one, you know, you're doing like <laughs> shell or transition D and they can't get it right, man. And then we're on 40 minutes and I'm like, man, these guys are absolutely smoked today. Like you just, just can tell. Oh yes. my goodness. Well, how, yes. how are you managing that? I mean, especially with the recovery aspect too, for your players, like, um, you know, obviously like you said, kind of getting the lifts in where you can is the key points, but what are some other points that you're really focusing on? Yeah. So, you know, rest, like if it's a rest day, rest, like, and that's the hardest part at this level too, especially being in the G League. It's like these guys have a chip on their shoulder more so than anyone. Like they're trying to make it too. So in their mind, like taking a day off, just for any, you know, competitive athlete, coach, whatever it is, like days off, when you hear that, you think negatively kind of of it. Because it's like, I didn't get better today. So really just it's telling them like, hey, when it's time to go hard, just give everything you got. But when it's time to not, like it's an off day, just chill. Like, because you're going to realize you can't go hard on those days because you're going hard every day. Like, let's give 100% on the days to give 100%. And let's pull back when it's time to pull back. And just kind of getting to them like, this is better for you. Like, and that's hard because they have that voice in their head. It's like, man, I need to go get up shots tonight. You know, I need to do this. So, and then, you know, you got to meet them in the middle too. You can't just be like, no, you can't get free throws. Like, they're going to do it. So, it's kind of like also teaching them, like, all right, if you're going to come back in the gym, let's just do spot shots. You know, let's just do this. Like, let's work around that so you can be more recovered and just kind of pushing and kind of educating what recovery really looks like to them. And then obviously, you know, nutrition and sleep, like they don't want to hear that. Like, you know, nowadays, like everyone says that, but like it'll, it's just as important as it was and it will ever be nutrition and sleep. Like I tell guys, like, you think I want to come up to you and be like, how many hours of sleep did you get? Like, I don't want to keep doing that, but I do it because I know how important it is, you know? And I just want to reemphasize to you that this is something that you should be taking serious whether it's boring or you hear about it all the time, whatever, that's because it's important. So just pushing and educating and just helping them out in any way possible. No, that's the tough part with basketball, man, especially like with people like Kobe, you know, like in in the stories that you hear about Kobe, like people like, man, well, I can do like the wave sleeping, you know, like four hours at a time. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, (laughs) I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, but like exactly like you said, like, off days to them are the times for them to get better, right? And in their minds, that's what they're thinking. And then, I mean, I can't even imagine at the G League level because you're right there. You know, like, it's like, what can I do to just give me that extra little step just to get up to that next level? Like, I'm right in that moment. Like, college, is it's still a little bit out of reach, right? It's out of, you're not thinking about it in every single day. Whereas in the G League, I feel like it's got to be, like, a constant thought that they're having. It's like, mm-hmm. man, if I can just get my 10-day or, or, like, the, the, the two-way, like, you know, then I can get my chance to uh, prove that I should I belong on the, uh, on the NBA roster. Like, and this just got to be a struggle because to me, it's like the toughest people are the ones who know how to recover hard and know how to take it off. And because, because they're fighting themselves on the fact that I know I want to work harder today, but ultimately the best thing for me is going to be to recover. Yeah, absolutely. And I, it's cool. Like, I love when like 
stories come out about I think it's Jason Tatum like his workouts are like 45 minutes if yeah. that, like on the court but he goes so hard in that 45 but then he you know he pulls back and he rests and recover and then you got guys out there for two hours like at some point like it's not working like learn from the greats like like I, I just love that story because it's like go hard when it's time to go hard like even talking game speed reps, like he's doing game. Like I saw a post the other day. It's like you're you keep doing these reps, but you're not doing it game speed. Yeah. So you wonder why you're not doing game reps when it's game time. Like you're not hitting those shots. You're not making those moves. It's because you're not doing them at game speed. And at game speed, it's hard to do that for two hours. So you get in for forty five, get after it, and boom. And I I, I love when those things come out because it's kind of like confirmation bias i guess it's just like yeah yep <laughs> well i mean but like that always reminds me of the patrick ewing clip where he's like he's like when do you shoot that shot like when do you <laughs> practice that shot <laughs> you know like yeah. i mean but you see guys go for things and it's, it's at a slower pace right or if they're just going through the motions you know like it, 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 you can tell that it's just not going to work in the game you know like mm-hmm. you said so why do that for two hours why get two hours of uh crappy work like we talk about in lifting is junk volume you know, like mm-hmm. if you if you hit, you know, five sets of six already on uh, front squats, like you don't need to go then do four by ten on step ups, four by ten on, uh, you know, goblet squats and all this stuff. Because at that point, you're just diminishing what return you're actually going to get out of it. You know, it's the same concept can be applied to basketball for sure. Yeah. And that's a great point, too, in regards to the weight room is those guys who like to fill their lifts up with, you know, calling it fluff like you have rest. It's okay to like rest between a set. Some guys are like, I can't rest. Like, go do some push ups, or they're just doing something. You're like, like you're defeating the purpose. Like, uh, you think I want to watch you sit around? Like, if a coach walks exactly. in, you're sitting around, and now I have to say, like, oh, they're not just being lazy. They're sitting for a reason. Like, no, but like, those rest intervals are very important for maybe what we're doing. That's so what it's it- kind of like, don't fill it with just fluff to just fill with fluff. Exactly, man. And like, that's like, you know, that's where I put in cat cows, <laughs> you know, something yeah, where I'm yeah. like, all right, go one vertebrae at a time, you know, <laughs> really take it slow, you know. Yeah, I mean, but exactly. like, it, it, it's just to me, what I always say too is like, if you can go after 30 seconds again and hit the same amount of reps, you're not going heavy enough, you know, mm-hmm. like it realistically should be heavier so that it, you do have to rest, you do have to take that full you know, three minutes if we're working on strength to actually be able to uh, recover to then go into the next set after that, you know, and then they're always like, well, no, you know, I'm just a grinder. I'm like, all right, relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, awesome, dude. Well, Justin, th- I mean, I really enjoyed our conversation, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, if, if anybody wants to reach you or follow you on social media, uh, what are some good uh, uh, usernames or any way that they could reach you? Yeah, so the only social media platform I really do use is Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at Justin B. Irwin. Um, super creative name, I know. Uh, yeah. And, but Mine's straight regard- Coach Carter, so. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't have a Twitter or, I guess, is it X now? Like, it's I think always I have still one, but I'm not yeah. on there. Okay, yeah, it'll always be Twitter to me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just Instagram, just message me on there. Uh, yeah just reach out to me i'm very bad about checking the dms that are in the request because they're yep. just not right there and it just doesn't catch my eye so if i take a minute to get back that's probably why 
Oh, exactly. We had Alex <laughs> Alex Cost from the 76ers G League. Mm-hmm. Uh, he yeah. was on, and he was like, yeah, man, just, like, reach out a couple times because, yeah. <laughs> you know, I may, I may not see you the first time. So yeah, it makes yeah, sense. yeah, absolutely, for yeah. sure. Well, Justin, thank you so much, man. I really enjoyed it. Man, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely.